Hey, welcome to Home Church Podcast. It is a good day to have a good day. I'm Pastor Jerry Kuhn, and I want to say thank you so much for joining us today. My hope is that you will respond to the Holy Spirit as he speaks to you in and through this message today. And I believe that he will draw you into a closer relationship with Jesus Christ, where you are passionate about loving God, doing good, and being a friend. I hope that you enjoy the message today. You stink! Okay, listen, I'm super excited for our new series. We're going to be talking about when you pray. How many of you guys know that your prayer life is super important? Everybody in here? Some of you guys are like, yeah. How many of you guys are like people that pray before bed? Anybody in here? Someone like kind of, like a little bit? Like, listen, how many of you guys are that person that's like, Lord, thank you for, it's been a, it's a good day. You guys fall asleep when you pray? How many of you guys, like, when you've ever prayed, you're like, what do I, what do you say? Like, anybody ever been like, what do you say when you pray? Like, <clears throat> what's up, man? Um, <laughs> it's your boy Jay Diz. Uh, we're chilling. <laughs> hey, listen, listen. <laughs> That's my gamer tag. You guys are welcome to follow me. Um, listen, listen, it's, uh, it's another thing. Like, like, how many of you guys, when you pray sometimes, like, you find yourself, like, using words or saying stuff you don't usually say during the day. Like, like you may throw in a thou or a thee. <laughs> like, Lord, thee is amazing, and we love thou. And uh, anybody pray like that? Nobody? No? Okay, good. So, so we, we're, we have a good start. I'm confident in where we're at, okay? But listen, I am excited. Hey, I'm the only one talking, Okay. We are supposed to pray. How many of you guys know, like, when you pray, you are connecting with God, you are talking with God? Everybody agree with that? Like, when you're just having a conversation with God. And so week one is called sincere prayer. Say it back to me. Say sincere prayer. Sincere prayer. And I couldn't be more excited. By definition, the word sincere means this. It means to proceed with genuine feelings. Like, you're being sincere it's not fake. How many of you guys have ever had a conversation with somebody where you could tell they didn't actually mean what they were saying? Anybody? Like you were in a conversation with somebody that like they, it was just a bunch of mumbo jumbo and you could tell like they were just kind of going through the motions. How did that make you feel? Awkward, diswanted. It's kind of it's weird, right? Like why did you look back at your brother when you said that? Um, listen, like when we, when we have those conversations with people and you're like, man, I, I really don't feel like they meant that. I really don't feel like that was, you know, but I can imagine like when you and I pray and we do that same thing, I can imagine how God feels. I can imagine like how kind of awkward it is for us sometimes when we're praying and we don't really mean what we're saying or we're just doing it because we feel like we need to check it off of our list or maybe we haven't talked to him in a while. How many of you guys have like ran into somebody at like the store that like you've kind of been avoiding or you haven't talked to in a while or it's just kind of like a, a real weird, awkward, maybe like in third hour you end up sitting next to somebody that used to be your friend but they're not your friend anymore and it's kind of like... You know, you don't really know how to act around them. I think sometimes we get in that cycle with God where it's like we were buddy-buddy for a season in our life and we were super excited and things were going great. But then like, you know, something happened and we don't really talk that much or when we do talk, it's awkward or, you know, whatever it's like. And so I want to talk to you guys tonight about sincere prayer. 
This is what, when you, when you read sincere, it can be related to these following words. Sincere can be related to wholehearted, true, honest, from the heart. And what I think is really cool is that in Matthew 6, you and I find Jesus actually gives us instructions on how to pray. Now, we don't have to say it exactly like this, but Jesus does a really good job helping us cover our bases when it comes to prayer. And so I'm going to read Matthew 6, verses 1 through 15, and here's what I'm going to have you guys do for me tonight. I'm going to have you stand up while I read, and it's going to be super short, but I just want you to stand up. Everybody stand up really quick. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Stand up, stand up. Okay, hold on. Let me take a drink of water since you guys are standing up. Uh, uh. Okay, Matthew 6, uh, verses 1 through 15, it says this. It says, be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets as hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets to be honored by others. We're almost there and you guys can sit back down. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you give to the needy, do not let your right hand know what your left hand is doing so that your giving may be in secret. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Now, everybody sit back down. So Jesus, right off the bat in this conversation, Jesus starts talking about what it means to be sincere. He says, hey, don't just do something because those around you see you. Don't just do something because it's going to get you brownie points. Don't just do something because you realize people are watching. Like, I want you to live a sincere life. This is what Jesus says. But then he goes into this conversation about prayer. Like, right after he's telling people, he's like, hey, like, don't be fake. That's not necessary. Don't do things for other people. That, that, that's not necessary. Like, don't do it for their approval or their opinion. That's not necessary. And then he starts talking about prayer. And this is what he says about prayer. He says, and when you pray, it's kind of like one of those moments. It's like, by the way. It's like, and by the way, when you pray, he says, do not be like hypocrites. For they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. And truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, pray to your father who is unseen, and then your father who sees what is done in secret, everybody say secret, will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Remember when I told you guys, like, when you pray, you don't have to use, like, all these big fancy words and stuff like that. Jesus says, hey, don't do that. He says, don't be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask them. How many guys have ever, like, went to go ask something of your parent? Like, you guys want to go on a date. You want to go to the movies with your friends. You want to um, invite your boyfriend to church. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, listen, listen. Uh, like, like, you want to do something, and you're like, hey, uh, Dad. Well, I was thinking, like, so, um, you know, like, since, you know, I got an A on my math test the other day, and uh, my room's clean. And uh, how many of you guys know your dad already knows you're about to ask him a question? Same thing with your mom. Like, my mom used to look right through my soul when I wanted to ask her a question when I was a kid. It was the scariest thing. And so, like, how many of you guys know you go to ask that question, you're being timid, you're being awkward, you're being scared, and it's like you already know your parent knows exactly that you have a need, you have a want, you have a question, and they probably know what you're going to ask before you ever get it out. I think it's that same way with God. 
I think sometimes we come to him, we kind of beat around the bush, and we're, you know, anxious, and we don't really know what, you know, we know what we're trying to say, but we don't know how to say it, and it just gets weird. You know, Jesus says, hey, listen, your father who's in heaven, he knows exactly what you're going to ask. He knows exactly what you need before you ever even ask him. And then Jesus, I think this is really cool, Jesus tells us how to pray. He doesn't just kind of leave us like hanging dry, and he's like, hey, I don't know, figure it out. Like, no, he tells us exactly how to pray. Not that we need to say these words, but it gives us an outline of what true, sincere prayer is supposed to look like. Somebody say sincere prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in Give us today our daily bread and forgive us of our debts as we also forgive our debtors. And lead us not in temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For if you forgive others, this is Jesus talking. He says, for if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father also will forgive you. But if you do not forgive, somebody say, but if you don't. But if you don't, forgive others of their sins, your Father will not forgive yours. That's kind of scary. Like, that's a lot of pressure. Like, some of you guys are like, yeah, but he stole my joke. Like, it wasn't even his joke. It's my joke. And like, I hate that guy. Like, some of you guys are, like, frustrated because, you know, maybe you had a really close friend and you guys don't talk anymore. Maybe it was somebody in your family or maybe it was something going on. But, like, there's a part of you that's like, man, I don't know. It's, you know, it's really hard for me to forgive. But, you know, what's crazy is you and I have to because God first forgave us. And you're probably thinking, what does that have to do with my prayer life? Well, the reality is, in order for you and I to have a sincere prayer life, we need to be able to connect with God. And you know what unforgiveness does? It keeps us from connecting with God. Let's go back to verse 5. It says, when we pray, it is not to recognize, it is not to be recognized by others. Rather, it is to be recognized by God. Verse 5 says this, it says, And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogue and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. Listen, if we are praying to be recognized, that's our reward. Maybe it's a pat on the back. Maybe it's a short-term attention from somebody. But there's a greater reward in prayer. And that reward comes by sincere, sincere prayer. Instead, Jesus tells us to pray like this. In verse 6, he says, But when you pray, somebody say, when you pray, go into your room, close the door, pray to your Father who is unseen, then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. I think sometimes that's another issue we have when it comes to sincere prayer because God's unseen. We don't always see God. It's really hard to set, like, in, like when you're set, some of us, we can't even pay attention when someone's right in front of us talking. Like, there's a lot of times where I'm, where I'm like, hey, I'm sorry, will you repeat yourself? What did you say? Because, like, I just went and had a burger in my mind while somebody was saying something. My wife's like, amen. <laughs> Listen, I, I, I'm guilty of that. And I think sometimes it's so hard to stay focused when we pray because, like, we don't see God. We don't see him. We know he's there. We've been taught that he's there. But it's so hard to pray because it's not like, okay, God, I'm ready to pray. And he comes down and we chat and then he goes back up. Like he lives in our, he lives in our heart. He lives inside of us. And so sometimes it's really hard for us to pray because it's not like that interaction. Sometimes we got to get still and quiet. Sometimes we got to wait. Sometimes we got to listen. Sometimes we got to get in that, like, in that alone place. How many of you guys truly, you don't have to answer this, but how many of you guys actually take time out of your busy, busy week, you get alone, 
And you're like, God, I just need to hear from you. God, I just want to hear something from you. God, I'm going through this. I'm dealing with this. Math class is like this. Math, you know, I'll never forget the first time I ever actually seen this done. I was staying the night at a buddy's house, and it was like we like ate little Debbies and played 2K basketball on the Xbox until like uh, 1 o'clock in the morning. And I was hanging out watching Netflix, and he was outside shooting hoops. And I walked outside. I remember I walk outside, and he's talking while he's shooting hoops. And he's, like, talking about some serious stuff. And I'm like, is he on the phone? Like, does he have, like, an ear pod in? Or, like, well, when I was a kid, we didn't have ear pods. Um, not that I'm old, because I'm not. But uh, we didn't have ear pods. And so I knew he wasn't talking to anybody. And I was like, Mom, will you come pick me up? This kid's weird. <laughs> um, but he was, like, praying while he was shooting hoops. And I was like, yo, that's, that's kind of cool. Like, I've never thought about doing that. Like, that's, you know, that's kind of neat. But he took God with him wherever he went because he understood that even though God was unseen, God was with him. And I think that so many times you and I in our life, we would actually be in such a better spot if we realized that God was with us. Sure, we don't see him. Sure, it's not like a cartoon where you got a devil on this shoulder and an angel on this shoulder. Like, it's just believing that God lives inside of you and he will speak to you if you're willing to hear from him. Sincere prayer is about time with God. When I have a sincere heart, I don't need people to know that I'm praying. Like, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be praying just so all of y'all know. I'm praying. Like, don't come in here. I'm praying. Like, you know, that, we don't need to do that. You don't need to do that. Like, it's a matter of, I sincerely want to spend time with you, and it doesn't matter who knows I'm spending time with you. I just want to get alone with God. And so, sincere prayer is simply about having time with God. When I have a sincere heart, I don't need people to know I'm praying, but I trust that the time I spend with God secretly is going to be rewarded openly. What does that mean? Maybe I'm able to witness into somebody else's life. Share a Bible verse that encourages them. Pray for my buddy that I know is going through a really rough time. Pray for a family in my community that's going through a really rough time. Pray for my parents or, I, or maybe I pray for, you know, people at my church. Or maybe I just pray for myself. Like sometimes it's okay to be greedy in your prayer life and just pray for you. Like that's okay. But it's about getting alone with God. And I want you to notice something. It says, close the door. In the verse it says, close the door. When you pray to your father, Go in secret. Close the door. And here's the thing. When a door is closed, it's separating you from something else. I believe it's so important to get alone with God. I believe that sometimes we need to close the door. Everybody say close the door. Close the door on your distractions. Close the door on your fears. Close the door on your insecurities. Sometimes we just need to close the door and separate ourselves from everything else going on in our life. And we just need time to talk to God. And sometimes that looks like, God, I'm not okay. God, I'm scared. God I'm, God, I'm worried. God, this is going on in my life. God, I need you. Where are you at? It's okay to talk to God. And then listen, within these three verses, verses five through seven, Jesus says, and when you pray, he says it in three verses in a row. When you pray. And sincere prayers are intentional prayers. Notice how Jesus says to pray. He says, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our debts as we forgive others. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Listen, when you pray sincerely, we're recognizing God's position in our life. Like when you're praying, like when we were, we were singing that song, guys, up here, eyes on me. We're almost done. 
But when we were singing that song and we were praying, we were talking about exalting God, recognizing who he is in our life, recognizing what he's doing in our life. And so sometimes when we pray, we need to understand, like, God's in control of it. Like, how many guys, if you've ever been picked on, you run to somebody you know that can protect you, right? Like, you're not going to run to somebody that's going to get beat up by the bully, too. Like, that's just a bad situation. Like, you don't do that, you know? And so, like, like when we go to God, we understand that he's strong enough to take on whatever we're facing. We're acknowledging who he is in our life. We're exalting him. We're understanding his position, his authority, his love, his, his awesomeness in our life. When we go to God and we're being sincere in our prayer life, we we recognize God's position. That's what that verse says. It says, hallowed be your name. Hallow means praise. Praise be your name because of who you are. Not just because of what you can do for me, but because who you are in my life. The second thing is when you pray sincerely, pray for God's will above your own. When you pray sincerely, pray for God's will above your own. How many of you guys have like ever found yourself praying like a, a jealous prayer? Or like when I say jealous prayer, you guys, like what does that mean? Like you're kind of praying that it goes the exact way that you're wanting it to. <laughs> like, um, God, if you could just give me abs, I'm still going to eat donuts. But if you just give me abs, like, like some of you guys are like, or some of you guys are kind of sitting there and, you know, maybe you'll pray over a certain circumstance and you're like, God, I want it to go exactly like this. If you just do this for me, if you just, but sometimes we don't ever stop and we say, you know what, God, what is your will for my life? And here's the thing. Like Jesus, before he died on the cross, what's crazy is he was sweating blood. He was so stressed out and, and he had anxiety and he was sweating blood. And he said, Lord, if you are able, he's talking to God. He didn't see God, but he's talking to God. And he's sitting there and he says, Lord, if you're able, pass this cup from me. Like, I don't want to go through this. How many of you guys have ever been going through something like you don't want to go through? Like you've been dealing with some stuff you don't want to deal with. You know what I mean? Like, so he, Jesus is sitting there and he's talking. He says, God, I don't want to go through this. I don't want to die. I don't want to be crucified. I know they're about to spit on me, kick me. They're going to rip my skin. They're going to whip me. They're going to do all of these torturous things. They're going to pull my hair out. They're going to make me wear a crown of thorns. Like, God, I don't want to go through this. If there's any other way. And I think sometimes we pray those prayers like, God, if there's any other way in my life, like, do not let this happen. But the beautiful thing is the next thing Jesus said. He said, nevertheless, Lord, he said, not my will, but your will be done. Brian, will you get the, the worship team? And this is point number three. When you pray sincerely, prepare your heart. Everybody say prepare your heart. When you pray sincerely, it's time to prepare your heart. It's time to get locked in and focused on God. How many of you guys, before a basketball game, football, volleyball, soccer, whatever it is that you do, wrestling, um, you know, you got to like, it's time to focus. It's time to, it's time to like get your mind right. Softball, Zoe, it's time to, it's time to get your mind right. It's time to focus on God. And so sometimes before whatever it is, whatever it is that we're doing in our life, whatever sport, whatever situation, whatever circumstance, like sometimes there's moments where you and I just need to focus in. Sometimes we just need to, to realize what's about to happen, what's going on in our life. And so when you and I are praying sincerely, it's time to prepare our hearts. I don't know what just happened, but it felt like the building was about to come down. <laughs> Help us! Help us!
<laughs> what are things that discourage us from praying? Let's get serious just real quick. I, want, I just want about two more minutes of your time. We've not even been in here for 20 minutes, I promise. I got a countdown clock. I'm looking at it. What are things that discourage us from praying? Maybe it's feeling unqualified. Maybe it's thinking we don't have time. Like when I say that, I'm talking about sometimes like you understand how busy your life is. You understand how busy things are. And, and you're like, man, God, I, like, I want to talk to you. I just don't feel like I have time. How many of you guys have ever like, felt like you just don't have time to read your Bible? Anybody in here? Like, I just don't have time to pray. I, I just don't have time to connect with you, God. Like, I really want to, but I'm busy. I've got things going on. Sometimes we get so discouraged because we just feel like we don't have time. But as I was saying earlier, you have to understand that God is with us wherever we go. Yes, he's unseen. No, he doesn't walk up to me and say, hey, it's time to pray. But I know that he lives inside of my heart and I know that he's with me and I know that he loves me and I know that I can connect with him wherever I'm at. Whatever's going on, whatever the situation, whatever the circumstance, I can connect with God. I think sometimes another thing that discourages us is that we feel awkward. Like if you, you sit down to pray and you kind of just, you know, you, it feels weird. Like, what do I say? What do I? But I think there's also this other thing that keeps us from praying that we talked about in the very beginning. And I think it's unforgiveness. And I just want to reread to you verse 14. And I want you to focus right here. This, if, you, if you get anything from this message, I, I want you to get this. Verse 14, it says, For if you forgive others when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you don't forgive others of their sins, your Father won't forgive you. And Colossians 3.13 says, Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you have grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. Some of you may be having a difficult time in your prayer life because you're still holding on to some things. Maybe it's unforgiveness. Maybe it's anger. Like, Pastor James, you don't know what they did to me. You don't, you don't know what I've been through. You don't know what I've been having to go through because of this person. And you know what's sad is sometimes the person you're talking about is you. I'll never forget, like, the time that I struggle with the most connecting with God is because I was so disappointed in myself. And I had a hard time forgiving myself. And some of us, we've made mistakes and we've kind of went through things and we've dealt with things. And we know that it was our fault. And so sometimes that discourages us of connecting with God. But can I tell you, David, in the, in the worst time in his life, when he was going through things, when he lost his son, when he cheated on his wife, when, when he did all these things wrong in the Bible, he makes this comment. He says, nothing can separate me from the love of God. I'm convinced no matter what I've done, no matter what I do, no matter where I am, no matter where I've been, nothing separates me from the love of God. And so in order for you and I to get connected back with God, it's time to forgive. It's time to forgive. It's time to forgive ourselves. It's time to forgive others. It's time to say, God, I surrender that to you. It wasn't worth holding on to. Because here's the reality. Sometimes we hold on to things for so long that it just begins to damage us and hurt us. And it begins to harden our heart. I want to read you something. 1 John 1, 9 says this. It says, if we confess our sin, he is faithful to forgive our sin and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So here's what I'm going to ask. We're going to pray tonight. And as we go into sincere prayer, as we go into that time with him, I'm going to ask you, who are you holding things against? Maybe it's your parent. Maybe it's your sibling. Maybe it's a friend. Maybe it's yourself. 
I don't know who it is, but it's time to let it go. Because the Bible says where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And you and I, we're going to enter into His presence. We're going to be more like Him. We're going to connect with Him. We're going to have a relationship with Him. It's time to let some things go. It's time to free ourselves. Because the reality is when you don't forgive people, you think that, you think that they're the ones getting punished. You think that they're the ones that are feeling the wrath. But the reality is you're the one missing out. You're the one hurting. You're the one not enjoying yourself. You're the one holding hate in your heart. And God doesn't want that for you. It's crazy. He's talking about prayer. And he says, hey, listen. But before we even start talking about prayer, if you don't forgive, then I can't forgive you. Because he paid it all for you, Cash. He paid it all for everybody in this room. He paid it all so that you and I could walk in forgiveness, so that you and I could connect with Him, so that you and I didn't have to be alone. He paid that price. And so you and I give that same love to others. We love because the Bible says He first loved us. And so here's what I'm going to ask. We're going to start singing this song, and I'm just going to ask you to get alone. I don't want you with nobody. I don't want you hanging out with nobody. I want you to just get alone. And maybe if you just feel awkward, like you're like, well, you know, this is, this is new for me. This is, this is different. Maybe just take a couple of steps away from the person around you. But I don't want any talking. I want us to focus on God. And while you are sincerely praying alone, here's what I'm going to ask you to do. Maybe it's something you've, you've really been holding against yourself for a long time. Maybe it's something you've been holding against others for a long time. I'm going to ask you to let it go. I'm going to ask you to lay it down. I'm going to ask you to never pick it back up. I'm going to ask you to let that person know that you forgive them. That's hard. I'm not saying it's not hard. Maybe you shoot them a text. Maybe you see them at school and you let them know. Maybe you go home tonight and they're there. I don't know what it is, but you let them know. And for some of you guys, you need to let yourself know that you forgive you. And you're willing to move forward in your life. It doesn't not about what you've done. God, God can erase everything that you've done. He loves you that much. And so let's get alone. Let's spend some time with God. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to hear more messages or find a service time, you can visit us at our website, homechurchtecumsa.com, for more information. And thank you again. And until next time, love God, do good, and be a friend. Be blessed.